grabber. In 1752, we switched over to the Gregorian calendar. Now that adds 11 days to each year. 11 days times 268 years equals 2,948 days, which equals eight years. We were off by eight years. So this June 21st, 2020, will actually be December 21st, 2012. The end of the world. Um, James, why why do you have that weird effect on your voice? Oh my god. Why do you always gotta ruin my theater of the mind? Every fucking time, man. You know what you are? You're erectile dysfunction right in the middle of a hot moment. Right? It's about to go down. Boo! That's you. Always a drag. Every time. Don't be silly, James. Nobody I'm with ever has erectile dysfunction. I can guarantee that. Oh, fuck. All right. See the line way back there? You fucking crossed it again. Didn't take long. <sighs> Hello, everybody. This is the Danger Hour. I'm your fancy pants host, Jamesy Poopoos. It's good to be back. And over the next hour, I will do my best to take you on an audio adventure through podcast land. You will laugh. Hopefully. You will cry. Maybe. And you will be satisfied when it's through. Not guaranteed. But nevertheless, here we go. Please take my hand. I will caress it ever so gently. You will feel both comfortable, protected, and secure. As well as loved. Something that your parents never gave you. Ho ho ho! Daddy issues! James, speaking of daddies, what have you been doing lately, hmm? Oh, you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Yeah, you know what? That's not, uh, that's not an unpopular opinion. I've got a friend who will go nameless. <coughs> fuck you, Brian. Who has been really giving me shit uh, about me mistreating my father. How do you ask? Well, I'll let you know right now. Do you remember last episode and the one before, I spoke to you guys about a certain thing called an Adirondack chair. I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm not going to fact check it. Adirondack chair. You know, those, uh, those loungy chairs you put in your yard. They're made out of wood. And they got the long armrests and they're kind of leaned back a bit. and they're, real, they're low to the ground. You know the type. And if you don't, if you look it up, you'll go, oh, that's the one you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Uh, so my father has been promising that he would make us, me and my wife, a pair of Adirondack chairs. Oh, yeah, I'm going to make them real good. They're going to be round in the back. They're going to be very comfortable. I'll even put a cup holder there for you, for your drinks. Yeah. What color do you want them? White? All right, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> it's never happened. Never happened. And then I told you he made, he made a, a prototype, right? He made a fucking prototype out of popsicle sticks. It was about three inches tall. 
when he told me, I got your prototype done. I'll send you a picture. I'm like, oh, great. I was excited. Well, he, he's actually doing it. He actually made an effort. He went and got some wood and he crafted a prototype to see how he's going to do it, to see exactly how he wants to approach this project. And now once he got the prototype out of the way, now, now he knows exactly what to do. Now they're going to come out real, real nice. It's a picture of a fucking model, a little baby model for a Barbie doll. <laughs> Not even a Barbie. A Barbie couldn't even fit in it. Couldn't believe it. That shit was so damn funny. I'm like, this is what you've been working on? How is this a prototype? How's this going to help you in any way? You just you, you cut up some popsicle sticks and you just glued them together. What's this going to do? Anyway. So weeks and weeks have gone by. Still nothing. And the wife is getting more and more antsy. All right? Because she, it's summertime now. Isn't it? Summertime? June? Is it June summertime? Or is it July, August, September? Nope. June, July, August, right? God, I'm fucking retarded. You know, I could cut that out and save save some self-respect and uh, judgment, but I won't. I want to keep it real. Keep it real. So, uh, yeah, she wants to go out there and lounge in the backyard. <coughs> She's putting together a nice little garden out there consisting of uh, a lot of succulents and then... Uh, She's bought herself some some little bushes with some beautiful flowers that are just blooming and they're so beautiful. And I happened to buy her. I went to the store and I saw this beautiful big ass plant. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get this for her. I'm going to really surprise her. You know, I don't really do things for her like that. So when I do, it really does something for her. That's what you got to do, boys and girls. Don't set the bar too high. You can't you can't keep up with it. All right. Set the bar real low. You know who's a who's a pro at this? My buddy Peterson. Shout out to Peterson. Peterson is the worst. Absolute worst. But he's got this woman so fucking... It's like... Uh, uh, what's that shit called? Come on, hamster. Start running. Get going, buddy. Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. He's got, he's got her. <laughs> oh, Larry. But uh, Peterson's such a lovable fuck that uh, you can't help it. You know, all the disappointment... That she feels constantly. And I mean, and I do mean constantly. All the letdown. That one time that he delivers and just barely delivers makes it all worthwhile. Just aim for Peterson's level because uh, it's like you're abusing them emotionally and they just won't leave for some reason. It works. It really works. <laughs> so I bring home this plant and it's a beautiful plant. I was pretty proud of it. I was like, ah, I think she's going to dig it. And she saw it and she fell in love. I'm like, fuck yeah, sweet. And uh, she added it to her garden. <laughs> and it turns out, <laughs> she just texted me a couple days ago. And it's like, hey, that plant you got me, it's poisonous to people and pets. I'm like, what the fuck? She sends me the link, I click on it. And sure enough, it's, <laughs> it's toxic. And it causes like severe nausea and vomiting and all this shit. I don't think it'll kill you. But, uh, you know, to be honest, I didn't really look up too far into it. I just kind of read the first couple of sentences and went, oh, there. what do you know? <laughs> and I was like, why don't you just keep the dog away and, uh, and don't eat it yourself and everybody will be just fine. And then I was thinking, like, why the fuck this, this is, I think it was Lowe's I got it from. Like, well, how, why is there no sign next to it? Hey, this, this plant's beautiful. It's on sale, but it's deadly and toxic. <laughs> why would they not say anything? What if I took that home and started eating on it? Huh? 
Gee, Lowe's. Thanks a lot, assholes. <sighs> yeah, so, uh, so if you come over, her garden consists of a toxic plant, a bunch of spiny, pokey cactuses. It's probably like the Garden of Death. That's, that's pretty much what it is. There's a lot of pretty stuff in there. It's pretty nice. I, I enjoy looking at it myself. All right, let me, let me bust a U-turn and get back on the road, back to my uh, original story. And uh, all right, Adirondack chair. So my dad has not delivered. As predicted, he's all talk. Nothing has happened. So one day, uh uh-oh. One day, I saw a child playing with a ruby the size of a tangerine. The bandit having thrown them away. So why steal them? Well, because he thought it was good sport, because some men aren't looking for anything logical, like money. It's a comfy bot, bullied, reasoned, and negotiated with. Some men just want to watch the world burn. So one day... I'm walking in the backyard. I can't even tell you what day it was. I can't even tell you if it was weeks or months ago. I don't even know. My stupid brain doesn't work with time. <laughs> I, I don't know anything. You asked me, uh, oh, how long ago was that? When did this happen? Uh, I don't know. I'm a fucking idiot. So one day, I'm walking in the backyard, and I see this pallet. My wife bought a new mattress for the bed. She took it upon herself without even talking to me about it. And uh, she bought us a new king-size bed, which is uh, okay with me. (laughs) But (laughs) it was delivered on this fucking giant pallet. And it's been sitting in the side of the yard for goddamn a year or two. Like I said, I don't know what time is. I think it's been a couple years. mm, At least a year. At least a year. And it's like, I want to get... Every time I look at it, I'm like, oh, this fucking pallet. Like, I don't know what to do with it. I look at it and I go, oh, I want this thing gone. It's I, I just hate looking at it. It fucking bothers me. And then I just get uh, overwhelmed and I walk away. That's what happens over and over. So this one day, I'm in the backyard walking around doing whatever I'm doing. I look at the pallet again and it's like all of a sudden, like this light from heaven shines down in this old beat up, fucked up piece of pallet. It's been in the rain and <laughs> all the weather and it's all shitty. I'm like, ah, I know what to do with you now. I'm going to make my own prototype at a run next year. <laughs> I was like, how hard could it be? So I break this pallet apart. And the wife comes out, why are you dying? I was like, I'm going to make my own uh, prototype at a run chair myself. And she's like, you're right. You're going to try to do that? I'm like, yeah, why not? <laughs> because you've never made anything of that before? I'm like, you're right. But uh, I looked at some pictures. I mean, how hard could it be? Okay. And she walks away, totally doubting me, completely doubting me. It's like, wow, what a fucking wife that is, huh? At least don't say it. <laughs> At least be like, oh, I know you can do it, sweetie. And walk away like, fucking idiot. You know? At least, uh, at least lie to me a bit. But James, don't you pride yourself on your open relationship? That's right. You're right. Communication is key. Always be honest and tell the truth. Damn it. Anyway, so I take this thing all apart. I don't know what I'm doing. Never even attempted to make any type of furniture at all. And so I'm looking at these pictures. I don't even know what angles to make things. I don't know how long to make them. I'm just like, uh, this looks about right. (laughs) I proceed to spend my whole Sunday and uh, I fucking do it. Mission accomplished. And it comes out pretty damn cool for the type of wood I've got to use. You know, for what I've got to work with comes out better than I could have imagined. It's like, holy shit. All I've got is these shitty tools, you know, nothing fancy. Not to mention all this wood from the pallet that's got multiple nails sticking in it and 
like little pieces of nails that are just broken off into it. It's, it's, you know, it's a super old looking palette. It's pretty fucked up, but this is a prototype. And by all accounts, I did a good job and the wife was really impressed. So I took a picture of her sitting in the chair and I texted to my dad and I put, you're fired. (laughs) He calls me up like five minutes later. Hey, where'd you get that? I was like, I made it. You made it. What? I was like, yeah, I took a pallet apart and I, I tried my own prototype, but mine isn't a little baby ass model. It's a, it's, it's actually to scale. Ah, looks pretty good. Well, shit, I guess I am fired. <laughs> my buddy Brian is insistent that I've broke my father's heart. Perhaps he's right. But he really had this coming. I mean, it's really his fault. If you're going to talk, you better walk. Is that how it goes? But then I was talking to my wife. I'm like, you know what? This actually could be a good thing. Maybe me, me doing it myself will light a fire under his ass. And then because uh, I, I told her, I'm, I'm still going to make another one. I want to make two. And then if he makes two, we'll have a set of four for all of us. Everybody wins. So I'm hoping that happens. But so far, he hasn't done anything. <laughs> And then uh, my mom came over. She came over one day to like drop something off. And then she saw the chair and she's like, hey, that's pretty good. And then I said, yeah. I said, uh, dad said he's still going to make us a couple. I still I still put my order in. Well, I told him he can't make your chairs until he makes my cabinets that he's been promising me for 17 years. <laughs> okay, you see, Brian? Go fuck yourself. I'd be a 65-year-old man still waiting for my stupid chairs. All right, so it gets worse. Not only did I make that one, right? So I'm like, okay, now I have some experience doing this. I think I kind of have a somewhat of an idea of what to do. I went to the store, and I bought some really good wood. I bought some redwood and some cedar. Now, this is all new to me. I'm learning. I'm, I'm just learning. Even thought about making a brand new segment out of it. That's right. I don't know what I should call it, but so far the placeholder is going to be, I got wood. Mm-hmm. Talking about wood. (laughs) So in this first edition of I Got Wood. Hi, everybody. Welcome to I Got Wood. It's a a segment in which I talk about my wood work, my wood interests. (laughs) So what I've learned is that cedar, besides being beautiful, has has the oil inside of it. That's a natural insect repellent. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. 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 So I got uh, the redwood was for the base of the chair and the cedar I use for the slats that you sit on with your ass and your back. Oh, and for the armrests. And this one came out fucking gorgeous compared to the first ugly, (laughs) ugly ass uh, beat up pallet wood. This one looks fucking 800 times better, right? So I'm like, fuck yeah. So... I was like, now I want to make another one. <laughs> As I stick the next dagger in my dad's back. Right, Brian? <laughs> but now I'm starting to actually really enjoy working with wood. Oh, really, James? No, you turn around. Turn around. Face the wall. Put your nose in the corner. Now you stay there until I say you can come back. Yeah, so I got some redwood and some cedar. And uh, this last weekend, 
uh, well, this the wood I got was kind of like the last shit that was left, but I got the best pieces that I could find out of the little small pile, pile that was left. And they look kind of beat up. The redwood, the coloring is beautiful, but the wood itself was fucked up looking. And I didn't really notice how fucked up it looked until I compared it to, <laughs> or when I got the other chair, I'm like, holy shit. The other chair is naturally smooth and really nice to the touch, right? This one's kind of rough. I'm like, and the wife's like, why don't you get that wide? It's all gross. Ow. I was like, this is the best I can find. So I'm like, fuck. Maybe if I, like I said, I'm never, I'm new to this whole game, but I'd already bought myself an orbital sander, which I really haven't used yet. And so I'm like, all right, well, let's see what that does. And I take a, I, I cut the pieces of the wood, a couple of the pieces. I start using the sander on it and holy fuck. Game changer. This shit made it look even like 40 times better than the last one I just made. I was like, oh my God, it's just getting better and better. Sick. So I wound up making uh, most of the cut. I cut all the base parts out of the redwood. And I spent uh, two or three hours just sanding all those pieces down, making them all smooth and perfect. Oh, and I cut out the armrests too. And dude, oh, those... The cedar part, the when I sanded that shit down, it looked like a fucking brand new, like the baseball bat. The that wood just natural with all like the grain in it. Oh my god, it was so fucking gorgeous. And I'm like, this is amazing. And I it it it's very time consuming. And normally I get really annoyed with this kind of shit. Like, oh, this is taking forever, this is fucking boring. But I was really really enjoying doing this whole thing. It was very therapeutic just to like just sand it all down and just watch the natural beauty arise from that first hardened layer. Oh my lord. I'm a fucking nerd now. I'm getting in deep. So yeah, I'm working on that one now. I'm I'm, I'm trying to finish it up probably tomorrow. I was going to do it today, but I thought, well, I, the wife and kids are away visiting their parents, so I might as well make the use of the them being away to scream and yell at you guys. So here we are. Exciting times. James, why do you hate your father? Uh, maybe he gave me a gift. Maybe his <laughs> incompetence <laughs> sparked a new love in my life. You ever thought about it that way? Maybe him letting me down by not delivering <laughs> what he said he would do. <laughs> maybe that really blossomed into something new and wonderful into my life. Yeah. That's what I'm going to go with. And the wife is happy. And uh, look, I'm happy now. For now, until I find my darkness again. But so far, so good. All right. So uh, with all this quarantine business and me working on all these wood projects, I've been making uh, different trips to Lowe's hardware store. And then I had to go to Home Depot because they're the ones that had the wood I needed. So while I'm there, the last uh, couple times ago, uh, when I was getting the wood, I was like, you know what? So real quick, my my dad got me this Craftsman power tool set, right? It's got all these the batteries that are interchangeable. So I needed a jigsaw to cut this wood, so I bought myself their jigsaw, which is kind of cheap, but it fits the battery. So while I was using it to cut uh, this the first chair, I noticed that it started it ate up the battery real fast, and the blade wouldn't wouldn't uh, be going up and down as as fast as that could be. And the cuts weren't coming out very clean. And they're all fucked up looking. I'm like, what? what is this shit? And so I got kind of pissed. And I was thinking, you know what? I need a better jigsaw. 
what am I thinking? My normal philosophy is spend some money and get something good quality that's going to last. You know, invest in a good product. Don't get some shit you're going to have to replace later. You know, if you're going to get something, get a good one. And uh, so I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm going all in. Did all the research, try to find out what people were saying was the best tools, blah, blah, blah. Same thing with the orbital sander. So I go to the store and I find uh, it's they're called Bosch. Everyone's like raving about these. So I'm like, all right, Bosch. We'll see. I get the jigsaw. This thing is like uh, 150 bucks, 160, I think. I was like, holy fuck. That's a lot of money. And I was like, all right, well, this is a very handy tool. It could be used for many different applications. So it's a, it's a great addition to my collection here. And I'm going to fucking use it. I know I will. So why not? I got that one. I got the uh, random orbital sander. That was like 80 bucks. Threw that in the fucking cart. Grabbed all kinds of wood. Uh, some screws. Like blah, 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 blah. I got like a, like a big pile of shit. So I go to the register. And she's ringing me up. And she, the girl is like, oh, by the way. I always like to go, every time I go to a place that I'm going to pay for something, I like to go to a young girl, okay? Because most of the time, they don't know what the hell's going on. And you can get away with some stuff. Like, <laughs> uh, I won't say more than that. I'm not saying like about uh, anything, I'm not being nefarious here. I'm just saying uh, sometimes they don't know any better and you can get uh, little perks here and there. So I went to this young girl. She's scanning all my shit and she scans everything. She scans the jigsaw and it makes like a weird, weird noise. Right. And I'm like, all right. And then she just keeps scanning it and it keeps doing it. And then she figures it out. She's going through all the shit. She gets to the wood and she scans them. How many of these? I'm like, oh, I got 10 of those. Okay. She just, uh, she scans one and the multiplies in her little computer by 10. Right. So I just pay and I leave. I don't even fucking look at the, the total or nothing. I'm not even paying attention. I'm trying to get the fuck out of there. And then I go outside and I look at the receipt real quick as I'm pushing this big thing. And I'm like, holy fuck, 500 bucks. I'm like, how's that possible? And I'm looking at my receipt. I'm like, there's no fucking way I spent 500 bucks. And she run, she went for the pieces of wood. Instead of 10, she put 100. <laughs> which, which made it an extra $250 to the bill, right? I'm like, oh my God. And so... I go back in and I tell the chick and then she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. You have to go to customer service. I'm like, really? I mean, that's all the, all the way at the other end of the store. I'm like, you can't just fix it here? No, unfortunately, I can't. I'm thinking, oh, well, you can fuck up my, uh, my scanning and overcharge me. But you can't fix it, huh? I didn't say that, though, because I'm a good boy. I walked all the way to the other fucking store, other side of the store, and I tell the chick. And right away, I already knew she wasn't going to believe me. And I told, the, I told the girl, I'm like, do you think you can call ahead? To let him know. She's like, okay. Of course she didn't do it. I get up there and like the woman that's up there for returns, I tell her what's going on. She's looking at me like, yeah, right, you fucking piece of shit. She <laughs> like she thinks I probably put most of them in the car and came back. Oh, she charged for a hundred, but I only have ten. And so she calls the girl. I'm like, yeah, I went right over there. I paid. You can. She's still there now. She calls her, and that girl winds up walking over and she's like, yeah, this. I messed up. I scanned. I scanned. Uh, it was ten, but I put a hundred. And she's like, oh, okay, all right. And then she gives me my receipt and stuff. She's like, all right, well, thank you. Have a good day, sir. I walk out and I'm looking at the receipt. And I'm like, I'm like, fuck, I should have really checked this thing and seen if she fucked anything else up. And I realized she never charged me for the jigsaw. <laughs> <laughs>
That's right. James, can I guess how the story ends? Sure. You walk back in because you're a good person with morals and integrity, James. And you said, excuse me. Excuse me. She forgot to charge me for this expensive, high-quality, top-of-the-line jigsaw. And then all was right in the world, James. Is that, is that how the story ends? Yeah, you can say that. Okay, James. Or you can say I just kept driving and went home. You piece of shit. Oh, uh, I'm not saying. you. Uh, I'll leave that open to interpretation. You, you make up your own ending. Uh. All right, moving right along. So because of the coronavirus and everything being all locked down and shit, we we find you know, things are starting to open up now. My family and I have gone on two little outings recently. Now I know some of you guys are rolling your eyes, right? Oh my god, why are you going out? You're supposed to stay home and be quarantined and blah 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 blah. You know what? Nobody fucking knows anything. Everything this thing is constantly changing. Don't wear a mask. Wear a mask. Now you don't wear a mask. No, you don't have to wear a mask. Okay, no, you, you better wear a mask. Like, wh- what the fuck do you want us to do? Oh, you know, it could survive on surfaces for up to 27 hours. Don't touch anything. Don't touch anything. Wipe it down with cloths. Right? And now that's not the case. Now it doesn't survive on, on surface-to-surface contact. Right? Now it, it's only uh, passed on to people from coughing and shit. Oh, before it was, what if you're asymptomatic? You could have it and not know it. You could pass it to people. But now it's like, no, no, no. If you're asymptomatic, you won't pass it on to anyone. That doesn't work that way. It's only if you have symptoms. Right? It's like, what the fuck, man? (laughs) Stay indoors all the time. Don't go out. And then it's like, all right, 100% of patients, apparently, uh, that have coronavirus are low in vitamin D. So that's the answer. Stay out of the fucking sun. Hide away in your house. Yes, that's what you do. And don't forget to wash your hands. Use hand sanitizer. Scrub your hands until the fucking skin falls off, right? Yeah, still do that. But look, also the thing I've heard is if you're always washing your hands, always using hand sanitizer, always wearing a mask, you're, uh, you're taking away your defense. If you're staying indoors all the time, you're not getting outside. Now you've been sitting in your house, away from everyone, blocking yourself from the whole fucking world. And now you're going to go outside and what, what do you think is going to happen? Your shit's uh, it's, it's, it's weak right now, don't you think? You haven't been out mingling and uh, building up your defenses? I don't know. It just makes sense to me. I don't fucking wear a mask as much as I can. When I'm at work, you know, uh, we're told you're supposed to wear a mask all day. I don't fucking do that. I don't do it. No one's said anything so far. Most of the, my boss doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't buy into it. I'm just, I'm tired of all the fear fucking pant. Like everyone's just, oh, 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 All right, dude, fucking relax, news. Relax. Enough. I think we're all over it. We're all fucking over it. And on top of that, I don't really even know anyone that's gotten it. I know I've heard of a few people, like friends of friends, and they all pull through it just fine. My buddy Rob, he, he swore he, he had it at the end of last year. And he's, he's totally fine. Everyone seems to be just fine. And uh, I don't know. And, and then my, uh, my cousin's wife gets rides home from this girl from work. And she became positive with coronavirus. So my cousin was worried. They both got tested. They're both negative. 
and have been negative. So like, she's she was in the car with this person. I don't fucking I don't know. It just seems like if you if you're an older person, if you have pre-existing conditions, if you got some kind of disease, some kind of whatever, then you stay home in quarantine. If you're if you're a high risk candidate, right? Uh, if for all the rest of them, let's get let's get back, let's get going, let's go back to national parks and <laughs> let's go back to baseball games. All right, let's it's a uh, come on, act accordingly. Shit, let's get on with this stuff. And I think the cat's out of the bag anyway with all this protesting all over the country. I mean, all these groups of people. I mean, what do you think is going to happen? It's just going to be spread around anyway. So this thing's just going to get out of control. And I wasn't even going to bring this. I wasn't going to comment on this. This is not the podcast you come to for my hot take <laughs> on current events. I'm sure you just come here for some mindless fucking entertainment. Maybe you even come here to not hear all that stuff because you hear it everywhere else. Uh, do I have to comment on it? I don't fucking know. Is it my obligation to? Probably not. <laughs> do I have an opinion? Maybe. Is it the right one? I don't know. I don't know shit. What I do know is it's pretty fucking stupid of you uh, goddamn pigs. Oh my God, James. Are you talking about the police officers? Yes. During a fucking pandemic that's affecting the respiratory system. It's a great idea to shoot fucking tear gas in the crowds. Yeah, that'll do it. Now you got hundreds upon hundreds of people coughing, right? All their spits flying all over the place. Great. Look what you just did, you fucking idiots. <laughs> now people, you know, are spitting and coughing and the shit's coming out of their eyes and there's body fluids all over the place. Now what do you think's going to happen? Way to go. Oh, Jesus. You know, the funny thing for me, like, like I said, I wasn't planning on commenting on this shit, but now I'm fucking going. Now you got me going. <laughs> What's bullshit is that the, all these protests are stemming from police abuse, brutality, violence. And here, in, in the, when the spotlight's on the whole police department throughout the whole country, now's the time to be on your best behavior, right? Nope. Everyone's watching. Everyone's filming. And here you all still are fucking up to no good doing all this dumb shit. Oh, fuck. Like, you're, you're really screwing yourselves. Being violent against people that you have no... There's no cause for it. And and the dudes... I mean, everyone's watching. The whole world is watching now. You're making yourselves look real fucking bad. I mean... Oh, Jesus. Shooting reporters. <laughs> Pushing old people down. Shoving women down to the ground. Um... Fuck. I mean, you've all seen the videos. You're you're flooded with it. And it's fucking Oh, man. I mean, and and the looting. I mean, I I totally get it. I'm not even mad about the looting. Yeah, I, I think it's stupid. A lot of people that are just going in there and stealing shit just to do it, just to steal shit. But you know, it's like I don't know what it's like to be black in America. Obviously. But I have my buddy Corey who's been on the show. We used to work together. And we worked the graveyard shift. And him and I spent hours talking about all kinds of stuff. I asked him so many questions. I was curious about his perspective because, you know, I don't really have too many black friends I can actually have that much time to hang out with and, and, and pick his brain. But he, he explained a lot of shit to me. And, uh, man, he put a lot of stuff into perspective for me. And then besides that, seeing everyone else's videos about, you know, people spilling their guts and, uh, and, and sharing and stuff, he, he really paints a really fucking terrible picture 
about what it's like to be black in this country. I mean, you've already you already see it, but imagine uh, what it is to feel it. So yeah, a change does need to come. That video of George Floyd was fucking disgusting. Jesus Christ, it was so hard to watch and that piece of shit. Ugh. And then it's like the, the worst feeling though is there's nothing you can do about it. Because as soon as you try to help this dude, what's going to happen? The cops are going to fucking bash you, beat the shit out of you, and now you're going to jail. Like There's nothing to do about it. It's a, it's a lose-lose. So yeah, I mean, all this stuff that's going on, um, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's been, it's been coming and this is what it comes to. I mean, just like Dave Chappelle said on his latest special, you know, the streets are speaking for themselves. That's what's happening. I mean, they're fucking sick and tired of it. And, uh, these people that are like, you know, why don't you peaceful protest? The time for that shit has passed. It hasn't worked. Like, what do you expect them to do? You can only be pushed so far and it's like, all right, fuck enough. And it's already doing good things. All these asshole cops are being fired and, uh, and kicked off the force and blah, 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 resigning. Um, yeah, so it's good. This is all good. It's good. Hopefully. <laughs> it's all hopefully going to be good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know much, what more you want from me, from this podcaster, this expert on nothing. <laughs> But the thing I'm curious about, I'm not sure if it's true, I heard it, that that cop that had his knee on George Floyd worked with him at the same nightclub. Is that true? Like they know each other somehow? Well, I just told you, I'm working at the same nightclub. I guess the cop was working on the outside security and George Floyd worked security inside. I heard that. I, I want to say it's true, but uh, I haven't heard any talk about it. I was curious, waiting for like the update about that, and no one said anything about that, so... I don't know. It's fucking crazy if it's true. Speaking of cops, it seems like all the people that I know that have cops as family members, they get all fucking uppity and defensive and all weird and shit about this whole thing. Like, oh, it's, it's, it's fucking cops, man. Blue lives matter too. <laughs> and it's like, dude, relax, okay? Maybe your father, brother, cousin, sister are, are great cops and great people and, and outstanding citizens. But you have to admit that overall this whole organization is, is pretty fucked and needs a lot of retooling, right? Could you say that? Can we say that your family member is the best and greatest, but maybe the rest of them need, need, need some work? <laughs> All right, I think I can step off my soapbox now. I think I've had uh, diarrhea of the mouth a little too much with that whole thing. So let's leave the real world and uh, go back into the fake world, my life. So like I was getting to before I uh, started vomiting all these words, with this coronavirus, shout out to Brian, we, <laughs> we have, my family and I have ventured out into the real world a couple times. The first time... We went to the dog beach. Now, I've never been to a dog beach. Uh, I've never had a dog, so I never had a reason to. So uh, we take her. She's a little puppy. I think she's about, oh, fuck, I'm really bad with timelines, I told you. I think she's about five months, five months old. We took her there, and she did about as good as I thought she would do. She's a giant pussy, and <laughs> she wanted nothing to do with the rest of the dogs. Nothing. Every time one of them came around, she went whoop, away from them. And if they were very persistent trying to get her attention, she would come and like hide behind her legs. And then most of the dogs would be like, all right, I give up. You don't want any fucking fun. So they'd just take off. Uh, she, just, she loved being there and playing around on the beach and uh, biting seaweed and chasing balls and shit. But, um, but yeah, she, she did not do well with the other dogs. But we just got to keep trying. She'll, she'll come around, probably, maybe. Um, 
So I have thoughts on on the dog beach, but first I'm gonna give you my general thought on the beach at this time, dude. The whole fucking pl- not even just the dog beach because we went down to the other beach later, and nobody seems to give a fuck about this coronavirus and and social distancing and all that stuff. There was a very very small amount of people wearing masks, but for the most part, it looked like it did before. It looked totally back to normal. I was like, wow. And it just felt good. It felt good to see faces and people fucking having fun and doing their thing, man. It was pretty fucking cool. Um, and so far, so good. It's been weeks and we, we haven't come down with anything. <laughs> uh, maybe we're asymptomatic, hopefully. We can't pass it on to you, apparently. So, uh, yeah, I'm still doing my part. Uh, but, yeah, on the dog beach, the thing I noticed about it is, well, two things. One... It's pretty fucking cool to hang out at the dog beach. I never did it before, so uh, I realized that I like it there. Uh, it's pretty chill. Everyone's just hanging out. You get to also you get, to, you get the people watch, but you also get the dog watch, which is pretty fun. All these different kinds of dogs running around, these different characters, different personalities. And uh, there was this giant Rottweiler that was just jumping in the fucking ocean, um, being really bold and adventurous. But damn, that's sick. These are real dogs, though, like the labs, the... The Rottweilers, the big pits. These are real dogs you can knock around and roll around with. Not my little foofy dog. <laughs> I'm a little wuss. Um, but yeah, it's just cool to like watch the whole thing. And there's always something to be entertained by and look or look at. So uh, it's pretty cool just to hang out there. Uh, but anyway, so we went down to... Um, farther down to the regular beach area, Huntington Beach. And we went to this restaurant. And I didn't realize at the time that it was their first day being back open for dining, but we got it. We got a table on the patio, and I like this fucking restaurant. I mean, the food isn't fantastic, but it's just a cool atmosphere. It's right there looking out on the ocean. Uh, you can see the pier. You see rubies at the end of the pier. It's just really cool environment. Uh, you can, you know, we're drinking, having the food. It was fucking great to be back in that kind of environment. Everyone there is having a good time. People have their dogs in the patio. Like Everyone's pretty fucking cool. It was just fun. It was like, dude, I miss this. It's been months. It's been annoying. Uh, but all the servers are wearing masks, so that's kind of weird. Uh, but still, like, just to dip your toe back in the waters, man. It was fucking cool. Yeah, but this mask thing is really, really bizarre. I don't want this to be the new norm. I'm tired of it. Just just let it go back to the way it was. Okay. Let, let Just let us cycle through this fucking thing and carry on with our lives. <laughs> so the other thing we've done recently, my family and I, is we finally got to go camping and God, did we need that. Oh, it was so lovely. We went up to our usual place, the place that I happen to really adore. I'm not going to say where it is because I don't want to spoil it for me. All right. I don't want you all to hear about it. Start going up there, ruin the cool th- the coolness about it. You know, it's going to become mainstream. Everyone's going to be there and it's going to be fucking annoying. So I'm not telling you unless you unless you, uh, you request it by email, then I'll tell you. But besides that, I'm not going to tell you. But James, how do they get a hold of you? Oh, thanks for asking. The Danger Hour at Yahoo.com. You can email me anything. I'm the only one that looks at it. I'm not going to send you any advertisements. I won't sell your shit for money. This is a good price. I won't do anything terrible. You can ask me or tell me anything you'd like. You can send me recipes. I'll make them. You can send me a movie suggestion. I'll watch it. A song suggestion. I'll listen to it. You want to send me nude photos of your mother? I'll look at them. As long as they're tasteful. I'll still look at them. The Danger Hour at Yahoo.com. All right. So we went camping. Let me tell you something. There's been some changes at this place, like I said. Before, now this is the place where Snowflower is from. 
Do you remember Snowflower? The Legend of Snowflower. So I, I have a feeling some of you don't know about this and you're probably not going to go back and listen. So it's a real quick uh, update. Snowflower, we go on, we do this man fest every year. It's a camping trip for all the guys. And one year, my buddy Rob went up there first and he got in trouble with Snowflower because he broke a sapling that was right, <laughs> that was in the campground. I think it was kind of like tilting over and he found it annoying and he broke it. And she came by. She's a little Mexican lady. And she's like, who broke this tree? And he's like, uh, we didn't break it. Uh, someone broke the tree. And he's like, no, no, it was like that when we got here. Listen to me. We are at very high elevation. We're closer to God. He knows if you're lying. So don't lie to me. Did you break the tree? <laughs> he's like, I didn't break the tree. And uh, he's like, ask God. You said it yourself. We're closer so uh, he can hear you. Ah, uh, don't be smart. And then she's like, okay, listen, be good. I'm going to tell you one more thing. Right down the hill right there, it's called a snow flower. It's very rare. It's beautiful. Don't touch it. <laughs> and she's like, I'm like, well, what do you mean? What is it? And she's like, right down there. See that red plant? It's coming out. It's just by itself. Yeah. It doesn't come all the time. It's very rare, like I said. And it's beautiful. Whatever you do, don't touch the snow flower. And we're like, all right, all right. I'm telling you, don't touch the snow flower. I'm going to be watching you. I'm going to keep my eye on you. Don't, don't touch the snow flower. All right. We won't touch the snow flower. So after that, she became known as the snow flower lady. Or just snow flower for short. And for many years, I returned to this campground. And she's always the one I would deal with. And every time we'd come with uh, the guys or with my family, she'd come and, and uh, say hi and give her a little speech. And she's pretty funny. And when I had the family there, she, she would always tell us the name of the movie they're going to play on a Saturday night. And we never understood what the fuck she was saying. <laughs> She'd go like, oh, and by the way, they're playing a movie in the amphitheater. It's called Dar. I was like, what? What's it called? Dar. Dar. What? What? What is the word? You know, he, he has a hammer. I'm like, oh, Thor. Yeah, Dar. Okay. <laughs> and uh, one time she even told my kids, uh, I'm going to... Do you guys want to find something special in the campground? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You can find the holy tree. The holy tree? Yes. It's very special. It's the holy tree. So we're expecting, we took a walk. We're expecting to find this beautiful, glorious tree, you know, looking maybe like godly and stuff. It wound up being just a, a tree that was on the ground that was full of holes. <laughs> yes, it's like a dad joke, but goddamn, I appreciate it. Anyway. The update on Snowflower. Now I know all about her backstory. The update on Snowflower. Oh, and she would even hook me up with stuff too. She would like look the other way with fees and stuff like that. So she was cool as fuck. But it turns out when we pulled up this time, we came on a Thursday morning. Now the reason I like going on a Thursday is because a lot of the sites are first come first serve. And the best ones are first come first serve. So I always try to get those ones. We pull up and there's some dickhead parked in my favorite spot. I'm like, oh no. But none of his gear's out. I'm like, oh, is he just getting here or is he just about to leave? And I waited about five minutes, and he pulled out, and we pulled right the fuck in. I'm like, yes, victory. And we had the best sight with the most awesome view of the sunset, which my wife loves. But it's fucking sick. Anyhow, later on, here comes the, the campground person, which is this old man. I was like, the snowflower wasn't here last time. I was here last year, and I guess she's not working here no more. And he comes up, hey, how you doing? And he's some Texas guy. I wish I could do a Texas accent. Let me practice. How you doing? I was like, Hello. 
He's like, have you paid for the site yet? I'm like, uh, no. Why not? I was like, I've been waiting for you. If you read the sign in the front, it says to come up to me. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see the sign. Uh, it's okay. I'm here now. And then uh, I was like, all right. Now, let me tell you something about this guy. This guy looks like he's about fucking in his 70s. He's bald, but he's wearing a, a cap with like the, the uh, forest logo on it or whatever. He's got these old faded tattoos like he was in the Navy, right? And he's got a big belt buckle on. And he says, he's proceeding to talk with me. Now, look, I'm not going to say the word because I find it uh, uncomfortable to say. But I'm just going to say, instead of it, naggers. Okay? I'm not saying the word. I'm saying naggers, like someone that's nagging you. Okay? So this guy. I was like, all right, so uh, what's the fee? He goes, oh, well, uh, it's $23 a night, and uh, let's see, how many nights you staying? I'm like, uh, well, three. And he goes, okay, well, that's going to be uh, $97. I'm like, what? Is that right? Is that right? I'm like, no, no, uh, I don't think so. And he goes, well, I'll tell you what, uh, my mind just isn't working because I'm pretty, I'm pretty pissed off. I was like, oh, is that right? He goes, yeah, you watch the news? I'm like, no, I haven't seen the news. He's like, well, I'll tell you what, them fucking naggers. And right away, I'm just like, did he really just say that to me? He doesn't, first of all, my son is five feet away. He doesn't know if who I have in, with us are black. He has no idea. All he's seen is me and my son next to me. I don't know if he thought I was white. Like some people have mistaken me for being white. I'm wearing a hat and sunglasses. I don't fucking know. But uh, yeah, dude, for him to be so comfortable with just spewing that out right away, I'm like, holy shit. But he's like, he's like, yeah, them fucking, those fucking naggers in Seattle, they're doing this and that. They have AK-47s and this and that. I'm like, oh, oh, really? He's like, yeah, you know, yeah. They, what they should have done is just shot them right on sight, one by one. I'm like, oh, God. Now, I know what you're probably thinking. Hey, James, you're pretty outspoken. Why didn't you just speak up and say, hey, can you not talk like that? Or, hey, that's offensive. Or, hey, my son is here. I don't fucking know, dude. I locked up. and I'm like, uh, I just got so shocked about what he was saying. And I just wanted the situation to kind of end. You know, I just wanted him to leave. And the other thing is we're just getting there. I don't know this guy. If I start saying shit, maybe he's going to, you know, I don't know if he would like harass us or, or, or uh, you know, find ways to get us to leave. I don't know. So I just kind of like didn't comment and just kind of let him speak and let him get his shit off his chest and went, oh, and just said as little as I could. Didn't ask any questions. That's the worst thing you can do with a guy like that is ask him any follow-up questions because then (laughs) now it's over. He's going to keep going. So I kept it as brief as I could. And uh, he he said like a few times, yeah, yeah, them fucking naggers. And my son is right there. Maybe he didn't see him the first time, but no, he fucking sees him now. He kept saying it, and they're breaking statues down. And uh, I was like, I'm thinking, like, what statues in, in Seattle? He's like, yeah, of Washington. I'm like, oh, really? And, uh, yeah, so that's it. So how much do I owe you? <laughs> and, then he, and then he proceeds to, like, uh, or I said I would get some firewood from him before he got into all this stuff. And then I pay him. He's like, oh, don't forget your firewood. And he's taking it out of his truck, and he's like, I'll take one for you. I'm like, oh, fuck. And so he walks down with me to the to uh, down to the site where the fire pit is, and I drop it on the floor, and he hands me the other one. And now my wife and daughter are there and sitting in the chairs, and he comes up and starts talking to all of us. And he didn't mention any of that stuff to them. He was like, you know, he was on decent behavior after that. But but he was still cussing in front of the kids, you know, like this is a family campground. He's like, yeah, bullshit, and this and that. It's like, come on, dude. 
anyway, so what he did, he did say something I found very interesting. If there was something to take away from the angry racist. <laughs> Is he said, because uh, he saw that we had a dog. He's like, oh, he goes, hey, little fella. He's like, uh, don't get me because the dog was barking at him. That's the thing about the dog now. She's been getting more brave, like barking at people and being uh, extra tough. So now I'm like, all right, let's see what happens when we take you back to the dog beach, you little shit. Let's see what you do then. But, um, yeah, she's been stepping up and, like, barking like crazy at people and trying to keep them away. And even other dogs in the campground, like, they'd be t- they'd walk in their dogs and she'd be barking like I'm like crazy. But anyway, so he looks at the dog and he goes, he goes, oh, yeah, he goes, be careful around here. He's like, there's, there's plenty of rattlers. And I go, oh, have you found that with the pandemic around here and people not really being around lately that there's been more wildlife? He's like, oh, yeah, I'll tell you what. I was sitting in my RV the other day and I saw a deer just run fast as shit right across the lawn in front of me. And I'm like, what the hell's chasing that thing? And sure enough, right right after that, I saw a mountain lion sprinting right after it. So now I'm like, oh shit, there's a mountain lion around here. My dog's fucking done for. <laughs> uh, and then he's like, yeah, but be careful with the little one because there's rattlers around here. He said, one day I got two little British bulldogs and one day I was out you know fussing around in the yard and i turned around and one of my dog's face was about this big and he and he put his hands out real big and he's like and i looked down and i saw a rattler slithering away and i got my shovel and i chopped his head off and man they had about 14 rattles on it i was like oh wow i don't know if that's <laughs> good or bad i'm assuming it's maybe a decent sized snake so i took him to the vet and uh it cost me three thousand dollars i was like oh wow that's crazy he's like they need the anti-venom Three thousand dollars worth. I'll tell you what. I, I told the vet if this happens again, I'm just gonna put one right between his eyes. <laughs> then he tells me this. Now this is the interesting part. I want to take away. I've never heard this before. He told me the vet said, "Why didn't you get the the uh, rattlesnake shot?" He's like, "What's that now?" And he's like, "Yeah." So apparently you can get a rattlesnake shot every year, and if they get bit by a snake, then they don't die, but they get a little bit sick, but they, it doesn't affect them as much. And my wife's like, oh, it's like a it's like a vaccine for rattlesnakes. He's like, I don't know what quite what it is, but you get it every year and uh, it, it saves them. I was like, oh, fuck, I never heard of that. And I was like, hey, can we get that shot? <laughs> Did you ask the vet if you can get shot with that thing? Protect you too? He's like, oh, man, that's a good question because that, that rattler was right next to me too and it could have got me. And finally, the last interesting information this guy gave me to wrap up this whole thing with Snowflower. Yep, that's why I brought it up. I asked him, hey, you, whatever happened to that woman that worked here? I think her real name was Ari. I was like, her name is Ari? Oh, she don't work here no more. She got fired. And I was like, oh, no way. And I wasn't going to ask, but he volunteered the information. I think he was like kind of happy to, to report it. He goes, he goes, yeah, her and her husband were stealing from the camp group. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, it was no good. I'm like, is it because she's Mexican? <laughs> Who knows? But then that racist bastard got in his little truck and he went off on his own. And he didn't bother us no more the rest of the weekend. He re- he drove by a few times and waved and that's a that's about it. Anyway, god damn it, dude. My snowflower lady's gone. Her saga has ended. Never to return. I'm I'm pretty sad. My little heart's broken. I enjoyed her. I always liked seeing her. She was uh she was she was fun. That thieving bitch. <laughs> Oh man, uh, I'm really, I'm really uh, sad to hear that. Anyway, so one, one last time for the snowflower lady. <clears throat> See that snowflower over there? It's very rare. Whatever you do, don't touch it. All right, all right. Let's carry on. Sad times.
And uh, before I start closing the show out, I got a few more things to report on. Some things that are pretty disturbing, and some would even call it strange. People are strange when you're a stranger. Thank you, Jim Morrison. That was lovely. This is Stranger Danger, a segment in which I share some strange stories. <laughs> All right, and the first one is... Oh, these are fucking weird. Uh, so this chick... I heard this on a, on a radio show this morning, on the Woody show. They interviewed some weirdos. <laughs> this, uh, I think this chick was on Plenty of Fish, and she met this dude... Now this chick was a real mess. The way they were inter- the way she sounded on the radio, she was all over the place. She's like, "Hi, how I was over here and I left." And she was just ugh. So she said that she met this dude, who asked her, "What's like the like the kinkiest thing that she would do?" Right? And she was pretty open to anything. I think she literally said like, "Oh, I'm open to almost anything." And so this dude said, "I'll give you five hundred dollars if you agree to get into." a bathtub full of ice and just be in there for a while. And she's like, um, why? And he's just like, well, would you agree to do that? Is that something you'd be into? She's like, well, yeah, I'll do it, I guess. And he's like, okay. So for 500 more dollars after you are in the ice bath for a while and you're getting really, really cold, would you agree to lay on the bed and pretend to be dead so I can see what it feels like to have sex with a corpse? And she fucking agrees to it. <laughs> so she did it, dude. She gets in the ice bath and and lays in there for a while, right? Until she's fucking so cold. She gets out, you know, gets on the bed and just lays there and doesn't fucking move. And the guy gets on her and starts going to town on her. And she's just not moving. And she said that she laid there until she can feel her toes again. <laughs> Because she was all numb everywhere. And she made $1,000. Can you fucking believe that? Now, I thought I've heard some crazy, creepy shit in my life. But that's pretty out there. It's pretty out there. And the, the fact that she agreed to do it. And then she even said, too, when, when she first got in the, on the ice bath. You know, and she, and she felt herself getting numb. Like, what's this guy going to do to me? <laughs> Like, he could just kill me. Like, you know, this is what he said he would do, but what if he just kills me? So, man, pretty fucking crazy. Pretty strange. (laughs) All right, my final and last story. Oh, this one's disturbing. Oh, this one is disturbing. Uh, Let's see, I got a couple photos here of, of the story. I took a picture of the story. So, listen to this. There's a guy called the, they call the Golden State Killer, all right? He was a serial killer and a burglar who committed at least 13 murders, more than 50 rapes, and over 100 burglaries in California from 1974 to 1986. Okay? This dude was an ex-police officer. Speaking of! (laughs) And uh, he's also known as the original Night Stalker. Yeah? Look at that. So this is this listen to this fucked up shit. Uh he originally targeted women alone in their homes or with children, you know, easy pickings, right? Uh then he eventually preferred to attack couples 
He would usually break through a window or sliding glass door and awaken the sleeping occupants with a flashlight, threatening them with a handgun. Now imagine you and your lady are in bed. It's late. You're going sleepy time. And you just hear a fucking break. And you don't know what's going on. Oh, what the fuck was that? All of a sudden, you got a, a gun in your face and a flashlight flying all over the place. You don't know, you know what's going on. You're disoriented. Listen to this shit. He then would, would bind them with shoelaces that he found or would bring with him. <laughs> I think it's always good to be prepared. I wouldn't. Uh, what if the guy wore loafers or sandals? You don't want to take a chance. Bring your own shoelaces. I think zip ties would work better. Do they have zip ties in that time? I don't know. I'm kind of getting off topic here. So then he would blindfold and gag them. Now here's the real fucked up part. Uh, the female victim was usually forced to tie up her male companion before she was bound. Uh, the bindings were often so tight that the victim's hands were numb for hours after being untied. All right. Then he would separate the couple, often stacking. This is the part that's real fucked up. And pretty creative. He would separate the couple and often stacking dishes on the male's back and threatening to kill everyone in the house if he heard the dishes rattle. He moved the woman to the living room and often raped her repeatedly, sometimes for several hours. Could you fucking imagine this? Can you imagine being tied up? I guess blindfolded and gagged, but... You got dishes put on your back and they, they, dude, if you fucking move, if I hear one of these dishes rattle, you and your lady are fucking dead. Do you understand me? No matter what noises or sounds you hear, if I hear those dishes rattle, I am coming back for you and doing you both. And then imagine just laying there and hearing your woman being fucking raped for hours and there's nothing you can do about it. Ugh. How do you come back from something like that mentally? I mean, yeah, it's fucked up for the guy, but, you know, it's way worse for the woman, obviously. But just the feeling of you cannot do anything for your woman. Oh, Jesus Christ. This piece of shit, he was caught and uh, he's going to be, I think he's already in jail, but he's like a 74-year-old man now. But yeah, they got his ass. But ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, that is pure evil. It's uh, uh, it's uh, it's it's treacherous. It's treachery. I don't use the word treachery enough. And I'd also say it's pretty strange. Thank you, Jim Morrison. That was lovely. And now it's time to start closing the show out with a little segment I like to call. I fancy that. It's beautiful. beautiful. It's wonderful. wonderful. It's. I fancy that. Fancy. All right, fancy. It's about it. I fancy that is a segment in which I talk about something positive for a change, something that makes me happy, something that I fancy. <laughs> and this week, I know I complained about wearing masks earlier in the show, but uh, I, w- I want to say that I fancy masks. Do you know why? Because now you can finally wear those pantyhose that you've always had, James? No, that's only when I'm burgling. Is that a word, burgling? When I'm burgled? <laughs> no, if I'm burgling, you're burgled, right? 
You sound like a moron, James. I know. Let's just move right along. No, I like wearing a mask because I get to hide. I already like hiding from the world with the sunglasses and the hat. Now I get to really finish off the look with blocking the rest of my face out. It's fantastic. I can walk around the store and no one's looking at me. The real me. (laughs) It's on the inside that counts. Yeah, I leave my sunglasses on and I put the mask on and I just walk in the store. So I got the hat, sunglasses and the mask and it's great. And it also is convenient if you have maybe like a, like a fucked up, uh, maybe if you didn't brush your teeth and you got bad breath, no worries. And like a week or two ago, I had fucking like an ingrown hair on my chin and it was really fucking bugging me and I picked at it and it looked all gross. But you know, look at this. No problems. No worries. Put on your mask and put on a happy face. No one's the wiser. It's fantastic. Especially you bras that don't want to put any makeup on. Look at that. Perfect. That's sexist, James. Nope. I don't care. Write uh, write your local congressman and complain about me. So yeah, the masks are not all that bad. There is something I do like about them. But, uh, but you know, for the most part, I don't like them. But there there is a silver lining when it comes to the masks. It's pretty good. Uh, that's all I got with the fancy. So, uh, <laughs> so masks, wearing them in the store to hide from the world. And so you don't have to do yourself up like you used to. I fancy that. All right. And now it's time for the darker side of life. That's right. It's time for the legendary fuck you moment. And here we go. All right, fucking moment is where I get negative again. Who wants to end on a positive note? Not this podcaster. <laughs> so now I get to bring you some negative shit, complain, jump up and down, whine, moan, piss, you know, all the rest of the stuff. Fuck you moment this week. Oh, boy. I want to say fuck you to incompetent workers. Now, you see them all the time. But I've been dealing with quite a lot of them lately. Now, sometimes it works out for your advantage, like maybe someone getting a free jigsaw. I knew it, James! I didn't say anything. I said maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. But maybe. Anyway. (laughs) But sometimes it's very inconvenient. Now, let me share with you why, of course. So, my father bought me those craftsman power tools, like I mentioned, and... One of the batteries, for whatever reason, just stopped working. And I'm like, what the hell? This isn't the craftsman quality I expect to know and love, right? So I found out that uh, well, normally craftsman has a great warranty. They have a lifetime warranty on hand tools. But unfortunately, this is not a hand tool. So it's only a three-year warranty on this type of shit. But I've, I've had it for less than three years. So it's fine, right? But I don't have a receipt because it was a Christmas gift. So... My uh, dilemma was, what do I do to get to get this thing replaced? So I walk into Lowe's. Uh, that's where they sell Craftsman now. It used to be only Sears, but now Lowe's has the contract. Most Sears are closing down. And uh, you can file that in your useless information category in your head. So I go to Lowe's one day for something else. One day. And I ask the lady at the front. I'm like, hey, uh, I tell her all about the situation. And she says, okay. Just bring in that one, and we'll swap out kind for kind. I'm like, great. So I come in with the battery, and I'm looking around on the next time I was in, and I notice they only have 
a two-pack of this battery, not a one-pack. So I'm like, God damn it. So she tells me, yeah, it needs to be exactly kind for kind. I'm like, ugh. I go, well, I'll tell you what. I actually have two batteries from the gift pack that it came with. If I bring the boat, the other one that's still working, can I just swap them both? She's like, yeah, that's fine. As long as it's the same thing for the same thing. Great. So I leave. And then I start, uh, I'm doing these wood projects. The last one I'm working on, I go to get my trusty, uh, come on brain, impact driver to, to uh, get the screws in there. And it's dead. <laughs> the other battery's dead. It's unresponsive to the charger. I'm like, fuck, dude, what is up with this? And now I can't do my project. Can't finish it. Well, I, I spent most of my time sanding anyway, so I made do. But uh, I went to Lowe's again yesterday, and I have both batteries. I'm like, all right. I go in there. I get the two-pack, go to re- return section, waiting in line. I finally get up there, and the fucking girl, she's like, I, tell, I explained to her the situation, told her the manager, told me, or whoever it was, supervisor, told me to come and, uh, and just swap kind for kind. Okay, um, can I see your driver's license, please? Because you don't have a receipt, so I got to scan it. And so she scans it. And then she's like, oh, um, yeah, sorry, but it's declining your driver's license. I'm like, what's that mean? She's like, well, it, it must mean that you have, you ha- you're on the system for multiple returns. I'm like, I haven't returned anything here. She's like, are you sure? I'm like, well, you know, my fucking brain doesn't work right. So I'm like, uh, I'm like, I'm scrolling my Rolodex. Uh, I don't think I've returned anything. I'm like, no, nah, I don't think I have. And and then this this dude is like right there. He's some kind of manager, and he's like, "Yeah, so if you get to, if it gets declined, there's nothing we could do about it. Okay, that's the system. You got to call this number." I'm like, "Oh fuck!" And then uh, I was like, "Well, the woman told me just to bring it in and just swap them out." Yeah, but unfortunately, uh, since your driver's license is declined, we need a driver's license. I'm like, "Well, my wife's here. Can we try her ID?" Okay, yeah. She comes over from the plant section, and if we try her ID. Same shit, denied. And she's like, "Yeah, it says hers, hers is denied too. So it must be the product." I'm like, uh, she goes, here, so call this number. She hands me the receipt that's, that says what the problem is. And then my wife goes, oh, it doesn't say the ID is exp- uh, is declined. It says that this this item cannot be uh, refunded without a receipt. And, I, and she goes, it's not about the ID. And she's like, oh, okay. So right away, I'm like, okay, this fucking chick doesn't know what's going on. Neither does the guy, apparently. And I said, oh, well, I'm not even trying to get a refund. It says here, you need a receipt for a refund. I'm just trying to exchange evenly. Oh, well, it still counts as a refund because I got to put it back in the system. And this this fucking other young kid walks up. These kids, these are like early 20s people, right? This guy walks up. She's like, oh, so tells him what's going on. Oh, yeah. Like right away. Yeah. If it it gets declined, there's nothing we could do. You got to call this number. Sorry. There's nothing we could do about it. I go, oh, yeah. I go, well, the woman told me that it's not going to be a problem. Which woman? I explained. I'm like, do you uh, you know who this is by my uh, description? That's my supervisor. I'm like, okay. Yeah, but it can't be done. I'm telling you right now. It can't be done. And now look, at this point, I'm annoyed. This is my third fucking trip to the store. And now my shit, both of them are dead. So like, I can't do anything because that's the only impact driver I have. So I'm being put on hold. I'm like, if I call this number, how long is this shit going to take? What's this process going to do? And she tells me it's going to be an operator you got to leave a message with. I'm like, fuck yeah, they're not going to contact me. So this is the time I got to turn into a Karen, okay? Now look, my mother is a Karen. My mother's mother is a Karen. So I come from a long line of Karens. So I know a thing about a thing or two about Karening, all right? No, I don't know about my mom's mom. That's grandma death. I don't really have a relationship with her because I don't like her. But my mom is a total Karen. If she doesn't like something, she'll go, uh, no, I don't think so. I need to speak to your manager. And uh, I didn't, you know, this whole Karen fucking thing that's been going on lately. I'm like, oh my God, that's my mom. <laughs> but dude, sometimes you have to do it. Like this, like at this point, I'm like, all right. 
can I speak to a manager? Uh, well, you want to speak to the store manager? I'm like, yeah, sure. So this woman comes over. We explain the whole situation again for the fourth fucking time. And she says, oh, well, unfortunately, when it comes to this type of thing, I, I know even though it was a gift with this kind of product, it does. You, unfortunately, you have to have a receipt. So it needs to go back into our system so we can account for the, the exchange, which I understand. Right. But she's like, um, hmm, what if? And I go, oh, 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 a sign of hope. She goes, hold on real quick. She's like clicking, 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 typey, 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 going through some stuff. And then she goes, oh, I know what I can do. Why don't you buy this two pack and then you can return it and then I will, you'll walk out with the one that you just bought. And that way, the ones you brought in, you can just leave here and it's an even exchange. And that way we have something on file. And I'm like, what a fucking genius. And she's like, it's a, just a way to cheat the system. I'm like, this is the store manager fucking saying this is how we're going to cheat the system. Like, it was fantastic. And I'm like, great, great, perfect. And she's like, okay. And she explains it to this girl that walks up. She's like, okay, look, so this is what we're going to do to cheat the system. And she's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, no problem. And I go, so I got to get back in line. She's like, no, 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 you just do it all right here, right now. I'm like, oh, cool, cool. She, she's like, all right, well, anything else? I'm like, no, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. She walks away. Here comes the blondie taking over. Okay, all she's got to do is what this person told her. Now, she fucking scans. She scans the product. I pay for it. She's like, okay, now we're going to do a return so that on the system, it looks like we're doing what we need to do. I'm like, all right, cool. She scans the thing. Here's your refund receipt. She takes the product back. From, like She pulls it away from me and puts it behind her. I'm like, uh. And she's like, oh, she's like, what's the problem? And I go, you're supposed to give that to me. And she's like, uh, no, because I gave you a refund. I was like, yeah, but this was your manager's idea. She's like, um, well, I can't. You paid for it and I gave you a refund. So now you can't take it. And I was like, this was the whole thing. She's like, uh, she's like, uh, am I confused? I'm like, yeah, I think you are. And luckily there was another woman standing behind her and she was looking, looking at me like, uh, what the fuck's going on? And she looks at her and she goes, yeah, the whole thing was to cheat the system. He gives you the ones he brought in. You give him that one. So it's like he returned the ones he, she, that he brought in. And she's like, uh, no, because I have to charge him again. I'm like, oh my God. And then finally, like, it snapped in her head. Oh, right. Because you brought two in. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Sorry. <laughs> ah! And anyway, it all wound up. Uh, I walked out with brand new fucking batteries. But the, the point is, like, look at all this shit you have to deal with. Look what I had to result to. I had to result to becoming a Karen. I'm not proud of it. Although I kind of am. Because I'm tired of it, dude. That's the way you get shit done. Fuck all these little stormtroopers you got to go to the main head source the person that to get that can get shit done these people don't fucking care oh yeah nothing we can do you got to call the number they just want to pass you along they don't give a fuck these older people with experience those are the ones you got to get with they know how to do shit so yeah all you young stupid fucks working I know that was a lot of stuff, man. That was like a lot of fucking spewing nonsense. But that just really bothered me. I had to make multiple trips and just dealing with all these people. Like I was standing in line for a long time. So that was just yesterday this happened. So I'm still kind of fucking, you know, it's like a sour taste in my mouth. Just a big fucking waste of time. But anyway, all right. So all these young, incompetent assholes that make you run. Oh, and there was, there was, there was another thing that happened too. But it was, never mind. Never mind.
it, it was involving another young person that didn't know what he was doing. Now, like a part of me gets it because I've been that person. I think we've all been that person, but I've been that person a lot because I've had a lot of jobs where you don't really know what you're doing and you're really faking it till you make it, right? You're trying to make it seem like you know what you're talking about and you just think, the whole time you feel like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I don't know what I'm doing. They think I'm full of shit. They're, they're seeing right through me. And then uh, some of them don't. Some of them do. But, you know, you just try, <laughs> you try to get through it. And, you know, some would even argue I'm still like that. <laughs> but, yeah, it just seems like I've seen that a lot lately with uh, young people that are just, ugh, they're just incompetent. I sound like an old fuck. You know what? Fuck you to me for being an old fuck and also turning into a Karen. But you know what? That's the way you get shit done. Going over the heads of these dumb little fucking pawns and going to the upper management, blah, blah, blah. You know. Uh, fuck you to these uh, incompetent assholes and, and everything in between. All right? And fuck you to the asshole cops. Let's throw them in there. Fucking violent bullies. You know what? Those are the guys that were like in the football team in high school, huh? Pieces of shit. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, fuck you to this whole country right now. It's a big fucking mess. There's still too many assholes that are in charge and making decisions, and uh, we need to uh, we need to flush all the shit. All right, all right, and fuck all that. Mm, fuck you. Fuck you. All right. Oh boy, I'm sorry. You know, uh, I just can't seem to stay off my stupid soapbox, huh? I just, you know, I, I have a platform here and I really abuse it. Just like those police officers, I really abuse my power. I can't control myself. With great power comes great... Nope, that's the wrong one. <laughs> Peter, Peter, remember, with great power comes great responsibility. That's not the one I was looking for. It was, it was more uh, absolute power corrupts absolutely, right? Yeah. I have absolute power on this podcast. There's someone here to tell me what to do. So, of course, I'm going to become corrupt... And this whole thing will have to be crumbling down. I'll have to be overtaken. It's just the way of the world. Are you surprised? I'm not, James. Because I'll tell you what right now. One day, I'm going to be sitting in that chair. Your days are numbered, motherfucker. <laughs> hey, you're probably right. One day, this could all be yours. One day. Thanks for listening. And uh, have a great Father's Day, okay? Don't, don't skip over the fathers. I'm a father, and I appreciate it if they make it a big deal out of me. Come on, kiss your dad's ass a bit. You do all the, everyone does everything for the moms. No one gives any thanks to the dads. The dads are the real winners here, okay? The real heroes behind all of it. So uh, don't skip over them. Because I already know what I got my dad. The cold, hard truth that I don't fucking need his chair making skills. Ho ho! And also, apparently it's going to be the end of the world on Father's Day. So uh, hug him extra tight because according to the Mayans, we're done for. According to the minds, it's a, uh, well, you heard the intro. So enjoy your final days. Give, give your daddy a big hug and kiss. And as always, I love you. I mean, stay dangerous, my friends. <laughs> Later. In the morning and I ask myself, it's life worth living, should I blast myself? I'm tired of being poor and even worse, I'm black. My stomach hurts, so I'm looking for a purse to snatch. Cops give a damn about a negro. Pull a trigger, kill a nigga, he's a hero. Get it back to the kids, who the hell cares? One less hungry mouth on the welfare. First ship him, don't let him deal with brothers. Give them guns, step back, watch them kill each other. It's time to fight.
that's just the way it is Things will never be the same That's just the way it is Oh yeah Changes. All I see is racist faces. Misplaced hate makes disgrace to racist. We under. I wonder what it takes to make this one better place. Let's erase the waste. Take the evil out the people. They'll be acting right. Cause both black and white and smoke a crack tonight. And the only time we chill is when we kill each other. It takes skill to be real time to heal each other. And although it seems heaven sent, we ain't ready to see a black president. Uh, it ain't a secret or concealed a fact. The penitentiary's packed and it's filled with blacks. But some things will never change. Try to show another way, but staying in the dope game. Now tell me what's a mother to do. Being real don't appeal to the brother in you. You gotta operate the easy way. I made a G today. But you made it in a sleazy way. Sell it back to the kids. I gotta get paid. But hey, well, that's the way it is. Come on. Come on. That's just the way it is. Things will never be the same. That's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. Oh yeah. 